Welcome, everybody, to your favorite day of the week. I am Anthony Irwin, as always, joined by Aaron Larsoul, fresh back from Vegas. Aaron, who do you think has a worse headache right now, you or Jordan Poole? <laughs> That's, that is excellent. Um, yeah, I did not get a whole lot of sleep. Le- well, I didn't get a whole lot of sleep. Uh, you don't get uh, very much sleep as it is. So no, it's I like, don't, I'm, a, I'm a vampire. Yeah. Uh, uh, a uh, friend of mine uh refers to me as dracula because Mm -hmm. of how much i don't sleep um but i am uh i am i am uh putting off said headache uh with some unnamed cognac (laughs) which is in fact delicious so i'm just putting off the headache um i i will i can confirm i did have uh, quite a bit of unnamed quite a few unnamed cognacs last night and uh, i don't even know what today is today's friday the favorite day of the week so thursday night and wednesday night um in in vegas tuesday night i didn't i didn't have that many when in the hotel that was designed after rome right i think that's how the the saying goes that's how Mm -hmm. do you think Mm -hmm. that's what it means do as Mm -hmm. the vegans las vegans Mm -hmm. do Yes. Um, so I'm going to say I'm going to say uh, Jordan Poole currently has a worse headache than I do. That, that was a whoo. I yeah, mean, there's, there's have... there is much to discuss about this. But I mean, and I think you said uh, you said this on Twitter, uh, what we've what we've discovered or what we know or what all of this means. Um, and your third of the three things was um, that that. Uh, that that man, Dre, might, he might he might have some hands. He got <laughs> he got God. hands. I mean, it. When let's, you, start with, let's start with that. We have to start with that, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it's funny. You and I usually hop on here. We say our hellos. How's it going? How's it, right. you know, all that stuff. And right. and then we start to decide like what we're going to talk about. But this time we're doing it differently. We're just going to do that on air. That's like essentially, you know, we're, we're yeah. going to figure out what, what it is that we're going to talk about and the stuff that we found interesting on air. Um, because I think that's the best way to handle a situation like this. Like, like usually when, when a fight happens, remember, remember like when, when we were in school and a fight happens, those are the most fun conversations because everybody <laughs> looks at it from their perspective. Right. And, and that's, I think where we're going to, where, where, how I wanted to handle this. I kind of wanted to handle it just like you and I were at school and we saw a couple of the jocks go at it. And, uh, yeah. and here we are. Right. Yes. Um, that, so, but also remind me, there's a lot, um, Actual basketball games. We can talk about uh, my experience in Vegas nah. and and actual Lakers basketball. Nah. Um, eh. But yeah, let's let's uh, let's start there. So I think that because uh, so actually, let me go back. Um, I I'm friends with um, with Joy Taylor, and she's obviously going to be talking about this on TV later uh, today. So she was asking me some stuff. Um, because I guess I have some insight from being <laughs> living most of my adult life in in and around the NBA. So she was asking me how much this happens, and it and it made me go back into you know my memory is shot, but um, go back into thinking like how often does this happen? And I think it happens more than people think, more than fans think. However, I think this one is different for a few reasons, and it's going to be. I don't think it is damaging to the Warriors this year, but I think it might be damaging to the Warriors long term. Well, yes. or to Draymond more long term. Yes. Or Draymond's Draymond with the Warriors, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think it is a problem long term. I think it is not just boys will be boys. Be- but this does happen. 
The reason why this one is different, though, is two reasons. Obviously, the video, because Jordan Poole is a confident dude. He's also in negotiations for an extension. And I, I, I'm not... I would have it, it becomes harder for the for the two of them to kiss and make up and you know be teammates because of the video. I it yeah. Like the public he's going to be he's going to get he's going to get clowned. He's going to get clowned on the, the guys are going to be talking shit to him on the court. He's going to be hearing it from fans like that dude not only did he knock you out, he's not passing you the ball, right? So I think that the video makes it different. You have to like everybody saw you. You got knocked, knocked out by a dude out. who looks like he punched you wearing a backpack, like, <laughs> and he got knocked the fuck out. Yeah. Like if if a punch connects, right? That's one thing. The world shouldn't be this way, but if you get knocked out, which it looked like in the video, he got knocked out. That is that diminishes your manhood. I wish the world wasn't like it is, but the world is like it is. Well, especially so in that, this world. So the fact in, that we in all this universe, it, like in, yeah. in, in, in pro sports where, you know, it, it, what we watch, especially on Sundays. Right. And it's been funny to see football players react to this. Like they're, they're just like, Oh, that's how I say hi. Yeah. Um, but, but you've seen, so you've seen the video makes it different. I think that's a, that's a big point. And you've also seen the reaction from some of their peers. I don't mean warriors, but NBA guys that are like, I don't know how, I think Evan Fournier said, like, I don't know how these guys can be teammates again. So that makes, that is telling you that this is yeah. abnormal. The other yeah. reason it's different is because these things usually happen. Uh, you know, the Bobby Portis one. I mean, I, I we don't need to go down the list, but I, I know of lots of these things happening, but they're usually more in the heat of battle, right? Like guys are guarding each other, calling fouls, fouling each other. You know, fuck, you can't guard me, that kind of stuff. This was like Jordan Poole was off to the side. I don't know if it was a scrimmage or a drill. It looked like they were doing a drill because I thought, I think some guys had uh, like the red pennies on. We used to call them back in the day. But Jordan Poole is like off to the side. Not like these dudes are not like in the heat of battle. They obviously, were playing. Obviously, obviously they they're were... talking shit to each other, but they're yeah. not like in the heat of battle. And Dre walks up on him. Yeah. So and nobody that, reacts. Different. Yeah, that was the, weird too. I, all right. So all right, I have a, a few notes, and I'm glad that you started with the whole like, oh well, this just kind of happens, right? In this world, this just kind of happens. And here's my thing. It, <sighs> It I don't want to not quite like this. I don't I don't want to sound too like chicken literally here, right? I don't want to sound too I don't know, woke or whatever, but like all, a large portion of the last like 5 or 10 years of society has been taking closer looks at work cultures and the response as we looked closer at those work cultures was oh well that's just how it is that's just how it's always been that's just how that industry works right and eventually somebody stood up and was like yeah but that's not good enough that's not really a good explanation that's not a good response right, and just because this is the way we've always done something yeah doesn't mean this is the way we should always do something right and it's yeah. like like I, i've seen a lot of um athletes kind of speak up today and it's like oh yeah that that happens all the time and and it is an emotionally and a physically charged environment and all this stuff and it's like okay but the fact that it's been like that forever isn't really an explanation as to like why this should continue moving forward like right. ask, uh, jordan jordan Poole is kind of sort of being pressured into not pressing charges on assault 
right? Because that's that's essentially kind of what happened here is he's standing there and yes, he shoved Draymond, right? But the next thing that happens is a fist levels yeah, I'm him. I'm not takes, riding with you on this one. Well, fine, fine. But like the the inherent and implicit pressure here is all right. This happens all the time. Like uh, Portis beat Bobby the shit Portis, out yeah. of uh, beat the Nikola shit Miritich, out of yeah. Nikola Mirotic, and it's like you know again, like Mirotic doesn't press charges. But like if this just happened at a typical workplace, and again acknowledging this isn't a typical workplace, if this just happened right. at a typical workplace, Draymond would be fired. And there would be there would be the chances that ch- that pre- uh, charges could be pressed, and and like and again like I understand this isn't your typical workplace, but I don't know. The thing I keep coming back to is like okay, but that's not really an explanation as to why this this behavior can continue. So when I said I'm not riding with you on this one, I mean mm-hmm. on the uh, filing charges part because Fine. one, well, I mean mainly because. I mean, I think this is true everywhere. It's probably true in the law, but where I come from, like if you put your hands on somebody uh-huh. like Jordan Poole did, yeah. Jordan Poole pushes him. Like I don't have a lot of sympathy for Jordan Poole once he pushes him. Like fine now, now you gotta now you gotta like. Do you think now it was you a have to punch? at least no, 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 no? If you push somebody, like you have the, to be ready. The funniest ready tweet I, I've seen about this, and no, I, I, I'm not gonna. I, think it was I can't a Superman find punch. It. the funniest tweet i saw about this was like he looked like uh he looked like princess leia after she went out into space and she's like flying back to the ship and whichever terrible star wars movie sequel that was somebody said like i know jordan jordan Poole doesn't play any defense but man get your hands (laughs) (laughs) it's just no i don't think it's a sucker punch jordan Poole. okay that's also why i don't think i mean he will not file charges even if he hadn't done anything because like if you do that yes it's toxic masculinity in the world of mm-hmm. sports but he's done if he does like no his teammates sure. will look at his team that's, his that's teammates my point his, that's my I guess, point i know but it's my exact also, point i understand and that should change but not only would he be done with his teammates the rest of the league will like it is not even a sound business decision but that's that's exactly what we heard about, like, all I the understand. actresses. You came out and was like, yeah, you can't say anything about so-and-so because once you say something about so-and-so, nobody will ever work with you right. again. Yes, but, <laughs> but the bigger point that I'm trying to get to is I don't think – I also, in addition, for that reason, he won't do it. The other reason he won't do it and I don't think has a leg to stand on if he does is because he pushed Draymond first. He put – he, he, made, he made their conflict physical first. So what happens after that, well, he has to wear also. I don't really want to get he has into to parsing wear like that, like that, right? That's yeah, right, like, right. I, and and like I, again, I am I am acknowledging that I have not operated in a workplace like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this is a very unique situation. But the thing that I, I I keep on coming back to, and it's it's one thing to hear it from former athletes who are just like, yeah, this is just kind of how it happens. But it's another thing altogether when, like people who I know have never been around an NBA culture are like, this is just how it works. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? How did you know that? <laughs> like, I'm sorry I mean, that look, like your, I... your, your high school sophomore JV team was incredibly <laughs> violent, but like, what the fuck are you talking about? You guys, you guys <laughs> snapping towels at each other in the shower. Uh, 
Yeah, I just, I mean, carpool was super entertaining for you on the way home, but you're not going to talk about multi-billion-dollar I mean, athletes. Is, it is. This is this. That's why this is so fascinating because yeah. this does happen. Like again, and I like I, I was talking with Joy. She said, "Like, does this happen often?" And I said, "I guess that depends on what your definition of often is. It definitely happens. I have. I can." name off a bunch of times where it's happened some of them public some of them not um but this one is different that's why this is so fascinating because like this even happens in games right people throw punches in games mm -hmm. but it's that is very rarely that's in the heat of the moment team, and then it's and it's very rarely your teammate yeah right you're not like guys get into it with team you know dre and famously dre and kd you could you could argue it's why kd's gone i don't think that's the case but dwight not, gone dwight and ad last year absolutely yeah exactly um and then there isn't there the uh it's kobe and and dwight also right where they had the and then they had the picture with mike d'antoni like they were like or maybe it was just that they said they everybody was saying that they did yeah it was off. like so they, they staged that picture of them like squaring off yeah kobe and dwight so uh, as i recall it Kobe and Dwight weren't getting along. Um, it was it was clear that they weren't getting along. They staged that picture. Dwight eventually leaves to Houston, and then they the Lakers play Houston. Dwight does something on the court that Kobe didn't like, and Kobe was yelling down at Dwight from his huddle to the other huddle. That's soft, and he just calling kept calling yeah, him soft and soft and soft. Yeah, yeah. And soft. yeah. So it does happen. I mean, like this happens in games. It's usually. It's usually a basketball fight, though, which does not like nobody's actually trying to do anything, right? Like, well, uh, was, I think it was the opener four years ago, right? And it was Houston was in town, and and Rondo and and Chris Paul and Bi, you know, I mean, there are punches thrown. Like this does happen, but not like this. I and I think this, especially because, and then we saw it yesterday. I think it was yesterday. It was a uh, was the press conference. The Warriors had like a little press conference uh, or availability about it, and you know you could tell Myers and Kerr, but I think more importantly, you could tell that uh, that Steph was just like, "I'm done with this." What shit. the hell? Yeah. It's the only time I've seen Steph like visibly and obviously exacerbated. He's like a media darling. He does a great job with the media, right? He's he for somebody. I keep, I say this all the time that the NBA is him and in LeBron. And for somebody that has the the pressures and the requests and the demands of their time and energy as as those two dudes for Steph to be as he is with the media at seemingly all times is remarkable. Yesterday was like different, which tells you and he is he is Draymond's number one advocate defender whatever in the organization. And so for Draymond to for it to get that way with Steph, where Steph is visibly like short with people and <laughs> like I don't and for Draymond to be that's the undertone of this is that Poole is is negotiating his extension and Draymond yeah. obviously wants one. Um I think it I think it matters for those things. And if Steph is like fed up with this shit, I I I just it's not good. I again I think they're okay this year. I don't know. It's I. It's going to take a lot of work for for uh, for Draymond to like get back with Pool and bring Pool like with him. It's going to take a lot of work, but I think it is okay this year. Much like with when this happened, this didn't happen, but with Dre and KD, um, I think it is okay this year. 
it would have been okay for the Warriors that year had had KD and Clay not gotten hurt. But I think it does have long term ramifications. Jordan Poole walked into practice like this. Hide the money, y'all. There's poor people around. <laughs> With your broke ass. <laughs> 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 here's but here's the yes Ow. i mean like here's the other part and you mentioned this and and chris is one of my favorite people around chris haynes is a damn good reporter he's really good at his job he's well respected and he's a really good dude but that is the other like interesting part of this and i know you and i talk about this it might not be interesting to anyone else you and i talk about it you had you talked with ethan about it uh strauss on a show like the reporting of this has been kind of interesting also. Yeah. Well, all right. So I want to back up and revisit the organizational part of this because, and, and like for those Lakers fans who are listening to this right now, like this does impact the Lakers. They're in your division. This could be kind of the beginning of the end of Draymond with the, with golden state. Draymond does help make golden state special um, in, in the way that golden state has been special. I will, but let's make it even for Lakers fans that are, you know, 90% of people, 95% of the people listening to this are probably Lakers fans. I'll put a finer point on it. And a, and a, 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 like, it doesn't even have to be that long term. It's a more near term question. The Warriors first game is against the Lakers. Is a suspension coming for? Uh, I think Kerr Warriors? said that he doesn't anticipate a. I a know, suspension. but now, but that was before the. But now video the video comes out. comes out, yeah, right, yeah. And if he's going to be suspended, like, it, what's the appetite for? Okay, it's ring night on opening night. Like, <laughs> we we'll suspend him, right? What is that? It's like in in baseball when guys get suspended and then they're they're allowed to appeal it. Yeah, and then they they have to hear their appeal in person, so mm-hmm. they can wait until they go to New York where yeah. the league offices are before they actually have to be suspended. So if for uh, as a finer point in more near term, like this could affect the Lakers the opening night. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to go back to the, the, the Warriors organizationally in their response, not not to this, but like what this might mean for everybody moving forward. And you mentioned the important context here. Draymond, Poole, Wiggins, like these guys are looking to get paid. Clay also. Uh, Clay is is also looking to get paid. They're all within a and, year or two of each other for extensions. Yes. And and Lacob has said that uh, while he is okay paying the luxury taxes, that some uh, other owners around the league are kind of sort of pushing him towards like, hey man, you can't have that kind of a luxury tax again. It makes the rest of us look bad, which is a hilarious, hilarious excuse from late. Like that is some tremendous spin. And for me, for me coming from PR, man, I got to say, that's salute, good work, man. That's good work. That that's is good very work. good. That's good work. That is fantastic. Uh, but, but like, I think, uh, but like, it, it still needs to be said, though, if they pay all those guys, that luxury tax bill is going through the roof. And that's before yes. you get to Kaminga. That's before you get to Weidman's paying Wiseman. Like, yeah. like these guys, are, this is an incredibly expensive roster that right. they have and right now. we just now. saw like a, a comp. Or I think I think Pool is better than 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 Tyler McCollum? Hero, but yeah, yeah, than Tyler Hero. But it, they are same draft class, and it is a like they are similar type 35-ish players. Five ish per year that I that, got. That... Four, I think he got four for one twenty. So okay. thirty, so 30, 30 a year 30. with <laughs> with also see this is the other thing, one of the other things I wanted to talk about. Did you see? Did you see all the ridiculous incentives Tyler Hero got? No, he got I didn't. Like a mil- he got a million. I think MVP, I think, you know, fine, whatever. 
uh, a million for first team All NBA. Okay, fine, whatever. Probably not. Uh, that I think he gets a million for second team All NBA also, eh, and maybe five hundred, maybe five hundred or seven fifty for third team All NBA. <laughs> he got a million for defensive player of the year. <laughs> Tyler Hero is among the worst defensive players in the league. I've ever seen, yeah. I mean, that's probably fair, too. <laughs> hey, man, good for you. Hey, man, good for you. But Tyler Hero, a million dollars defensive player of the year, had me cackling the other day when I, I saw think, it. I think the... Uh, the we'll put that the, in the unlikely. Yeah, the cap term for that is the unlikely incentives that yeah. don't count against the cap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also to go back to the other thing, Bob Myers has also said, um, in speaking for Joe Lacob or what he's working under, that yeah. you know that they want to keep. Um, yeah, Lacob has said we'll pay for a championship team, and he has obviously done that, or a championship caliber team, and he is obviously luxury tax. Um, but four hundred million is kind of the he wants. They want to keep it. Myers has been told or has said. They're probably going to try to keep it under 400 million. If Jordan Poole, he's going to get his money, and I think mm-hmm. probably going to get more now than he maybe would have gotten before, based on yeah, this. he's better than Hero. He's better than Hero, but also like based on the based on all of this happening with Draymond, I, I think that is one more like way in which Poole can keep his foot on on the Warriors' neck in negotiations. Yeah. Um, I, honestly, I think. Uh, Do you think he negotiates like for one more dollar than Draymond gets? I think he's going to get a lot more money than Draymond. Actually, no, I know, I know. I'm just saying that, like, whatever. Like, if I were, if I were, I mean, he's capable of getting more, like you're saying. But a a, a pretty oh, incredible the, yeah. move would just, just be the, like, just for the hey, what Draymond get? Give me yeah. one dollar more. Well, he's going to need a lot more than that because I think Draymond's got is at 25 a year. But when yeah. I, but the I think the answer to this, and it's going to be, uh, it's going to cause difficult conversations for the Warriors. The answer to this is, if you if they're going to extend uh, Wiggins, which I think they are, if they're going to extend Poole, which they clearly are, the Wiseman question is another thing. It probably requires Draymond and Clay to not get paid for what they did but get paid for what they may do and they're not the same guys that they were when they got those clay is like the fourth or fifth high not fourth or fifth clay is among the highest paid players in the league Mm -hmm. steph is the highest paid player russ is second i think and clay is like pretty damn close and that's not going to be tenable anymore so yeah i think that's the undercurrent all of this right like dre is not going to get what he wants if pool gets what he wants so I, I think like when I first heard about the, when I first heard about the confrontation about, and, and we'll, again, we'll talk about Chris Haynes's reporting here in, in, in a second. Um, but when I first heard about it, that was the first place that my brain went to was, oh, like the writing is on the wall here. Mm-hmm. These guys are kind of sort of fighting for like it's the scene in in Batman right where <laughs> where the, the Joker pull. throws yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah the pull cue he throws it down and he's like all right only one of you guys are getting your extension and and Draymond took that pull cue to pull Jordan Poole's head <laughs> um, so so like, like I that was the first place that my brain went to and and it I I think we have kind of sort of found out that that is a source of the like I know I know that. Haynes, well, I guess uh, 
Draymond, by way of Chris Haynes, tried to say that, you know, you done changed, bro, was was essentially the reason for for the altercation and that mm-hmm. everybody felt this way. Uh, but but, you know, clearly Draymond was the one who initiated the 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 confrontation, made it, you know, brought the two face to face, pull escalated it and Draymond ended it. Yep. Um, but but yeah, I, I thought I, I've always thought that this was kind of a natural tension here. And, you know, I don't know how this gets resolved. I don't I I, yeah, I, I would be pretty surprised if they're able to keep everybody. And if you're if you're the Warriors and you just well, kind of go they're able to keep everybody. It's a question of what is your appetite? for? Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like if they if they choose to keep everybody, uh, you know, that's one thing. But, you know, at some point. They're going to look at it and say, you know, do they go in Paul's direction because he's younger? Uh, but if you go in Paul's direction, is there overlap with Steph, uh, who is already getting paid a ton? Do they choose to go with Draymond when they have a center coming up in Wiseman? Uh, do they choose to extend Wiggins, who is their, one of the better 3D wings in the league in a, you know, do, do, you, pay, do you overpay for a role player there? Like, it's just... Who was the probably the second best player on a yeah. championship team? Yeah. So like th- this is all I don't I don't know how this gets resolved, and I don't you know it was already a tricky situation that was just that just had lighter fluid poured all over it. So here's here's the like fascinating part of this is this is why I think we've talked about it on the show before, but this is why this Warriors model of Lakeup's dream of like blending the old with the new, right? Like it just doesn't happen in the NBA. Yeah. Right? Being able to like, we're going to win now and we're going to develop the young guys. And, and, and they have, they didn't trade any of those young guys. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like you could make an argument that the Warriors have the best or among the best like core in the NBA and young core in the NBA. I don't think they have the best, but you could make that argument. Yeah. Um, they, they, they'd be like a part of the conversation. I wouldn't Correct. say they're like a big part of the conversation. Right, but they're but a part of like, like the Warriors' young core is impressive. And this just doesn't happen. And one of the reasons it doesn't happen is because of this tension of whose turn is it. And for those young guys, and I'm not even talking about, yes, on the court, obviously, but not on the, even not on the court in these contract situations, like whose turn is it? And it is sort of a zero sum game. Yes, the Warriors could choose to pay everybody whatever they want because they have all the guys uh, under contract already, so they'll be able to pay them. And if bird they rights choose. and all of that. Yeah, but that like that's not realistic. So to kind of shift contractually to the younger guys and pay them what they are going to be worth or are worth, that's going to have to pull from some of the older guys. And there's that like institutional. You know that uh, they they have they have the goodwill, like right, like Clay and Dre, and you know they've been there with Steph for four titles, and they are not as much as Steph, but they are a cause, a big reason for the Warriors having four titles. But they're not the guys they used to be. Yeah. And yeah, so Clay it, didn't look very good in last year's playoffs. Draymond. Yeah, and and by the way, Clay is Clay didn't play in the in the preseason games in in yeah. Japan, which was kind of you know for rest, and we don't want to play him back to back. I mean, okay, but like, <laughs> yeah. isn't he healed now? Right. What's he's going had on? a whole off season. Yeah. 
So yeah, I, I, mean, I, I think, but I'm enough about Anthony Davis. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think it is all of that is <laughs> all of that is fascinating. So, and here's the thing with with Haynes. The report is it was kind of and Chris is again. Chris is one of my favorites, but it was weird and kind of transparent. If I'm being honest, because what he was what he was asserting is very subjective. Yeah. It, it wasn't like well, facts. It was, it was, it was subjective. And by the way, he might be, I don't know about this incident specifically, but I do know that people have had in the Warriors organization, people have had issue with Jordan Poole's confidence, let's say mm-hmm. now it's kind of earned, but he, he he's been doing this since day one. He's been like that dude. He thinks he's that dude. He will you tell you he's that dude. Yeah, I mean, but like, and it's rub people. It is rub people wrong from the you don't, beginning. You don't. You don't come from Poole's background to have the amount of success that he's had in the NBA without that amount of swagger, without that amount of confidence, right? Yeah, like that's that's you're right. The tough- and ego. You're right. You're right. But not everybody presents it in the same way and it's yeah. as obvious about it and overt about it as he has been. Yeah. Does that does that mean he's? And I know people have been frustrated, annoyed with him. Does that mean he should get his hands put on him? No, but I don't know. You know, like we. I mean, we, and, and in fairness, Draymond Green has been historically easy to get along with. Right, and that's why it's so interesting. The two of their personalities, like this, this has been brewing for a long time. And but you and I talk have talked about, you know, as it relates to Lakers stuff. No matter what the objective is, like what are some people supposed to say? We've I've said it about Genie. I've said it about Rob. Like, what are they supposed to say? And so the Warriors like kind of openly trashing Haynes. That's not a report, really, because there's no report. Yeah. But the Warriors kind of openly said, no, this is on Draymond. This is not that is wrong. This is yeah. on Draymond. It's not on Jordan. That was, pretty, that was pretty unique too, though. <laughs> it was, but it was, but I will say this. Even if I, I think there are people in the Warriors organization that are not displeased that Jordan Poole got humbled a little bit. Yeah. But even if that's the case, what are they supposed to say? They have they're in negotiations with him right now on a contract extension. Yeah. Even if even if Chris's report is completely correct, which is weird, it's subjective. So like, I, there's nothing to say. There's nothing to stand on, right? If if the Warriors come back, it and was say, always no, weird wrong. that Chris presented it as if like Draymond was in the wrong, or Draymond was in the right. Like that was how it was kind of presented to us. Was Draymond was in the right when he was the person who was eventually going to be disciplined. But he was like that was all. That was always such a weird. I don't know. I, I, yeah, it, why do you? Yeah, where do you think he got the, that? The report never made sense. Well, but that's the thing though. Is it, and 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 this is why. But and I know a, I know like there are people there listening. Of... Well, there are people listening who like when I as soon as we start talking about journalism and about access and all this stuff that like you're going to just kind of your your eyes are going to glaze over. But this is clearly impacting the information that is being conveyed to the public. Yes, like this is the it, it, we we saw it with with Ime Udoka, where where he's a, a CAA guy, and and uh, Adrian Wojnarowski tweets out the scoop to for the sake of getting out there first with the scoop of yeah this guy's in trouble. Won't say for what. Never really said for what. Never really got to any of the specifics out there about the situation. Um, the word consensual gets used so that that gets Stephen A. Smith uh, going down the path of like, yeah. well, if this is consensual, then why is this black guy being isolated when white coaches throughout the history? And, and by the way, I got fair point. 
No, that got, that did get that got messy too. By the way, yeah. Yeah. Well, but but I, I'm just saying, like like the I I don't even want to go down the path of like Stephen A versus Malika and all that stuff. I'm saying that like because the information was bad, right? And like we've reached a point here where so incomplete. I think it was incomplete more than it was bad. Journalism to me, mm-hmm. and I think this I think I can probably say this objectively. Journalism is what Baxter Holmes did as it pertains to the Phoenix Suns, right? Where it's years and years and years of conversations with victims, with people who were there watching people victimized, with people who came through the organization and saw that workplace culture compared to other workplace cultures. And, and it's, 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 this, it's this amount of digging that eventually gets you to the story that is years in the making, right? The the Brett Favre stuff in Mississippi, it, the, the reporter, the main reporter who's been doing that has been working on it, she says, for five years. Yeah, I mean, that's, certainly that's investigative journalism. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But like what, what, like what we're seeing now is a conflation of news breaking and mm-hmm. journalism. Like news breaking is I'm going to tell you the thing three seconds before you actually find out. But that's not, like that itself isn't journalism, especially when the way that you're getting that news is all the favors that we clearly see nowadays. Or, or, or and it's not just favors, but like Adam Schefter is literally spending tens of thousands of dollars on chocolate <laughs> to his sources. Like that's not, that's unethical. And giving, like them, by, edi- and giving them editorial control over. Right, like writing. that's, yeah. and, and, that's, and like. That's, that's where, I don't, the chocolate's whatever, but. I don't care. Editorial yeah. Per- that is that's hideous and and, and that is nasty work. and on some really important shit too by the way like the stuff that's going on with the redskins now is literally being is, is being investigated by the uh, u.s government the commanders by the oh way. the commanders my bad yeah I, that, um, by the way that name is so bad that i might be in favor of going back to the redskins <laughs> <laughs> the commanders i actually like washington moment? football team what is, like I, what is that is shit is hideous we couldn't come up with anything better than i thought washington commanders. football teams was better than commanders that terrible w with like, yeah the, the line in the weird place um but no i well yeah go ahead. just Finish. if i could yeah, if yeah, i could really ahead. like of course where i say where i why why i get so i guess heated on this is because like you and I are privy to stuff that the most people listening to Woj's podcasts or Haynes's stuff or reading their stuff or following them on Twitter are privy to. You and I know more than the general population. And there is there are some places where like I'll go right up to the line and then I'll say, yeah, but I don't know quite enough to speak definitively on this thing, right? I just wrote for Silver Screen last night about uh, Jesse and Joey Buss and how... Uh, they might be incentivized to not okay a trade for the 2027 and the 2029 picks because if they take over after Rob Palenka is is here, they might want those assets in their back pocket, right? Like we and and again, that's not I'm not privy to any additional information there. I'm going right up to the line and I'm making sure to say I don't know this is the case. But when Adrian Wojnarowski and when Chris Haynes and when Shams Karania come out and they and they quote unquote report things as definitively as they do that becomes the that becomes the, the 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 story that becomes the version of the events that everybody believes and if that information is at all tampered with by their their interest in access or or the next news the the next bit of news that they want to break 
then that story, and in some cases, it's some really important shit, like that story itself becomes questionable. And and you start to wonder if that stuff should even be reported. And if the if those people, and, and again, Haynes, like you're saying, seems like a great dude, is a great dude, according he to is. you. Um, and, and like these people do, they are incredible at what they do, but we have to stop calling it journalism. Just like we have to stop calling those quote unquote documentaries that the subject of the documentary is the one do uh, getting an executive executive producer credit at the beginning of the show like the, we got to start we got to start filing these things away for what they actually are it's news that's being broken sure but we can't start we like when, when it's so clearly man i don't want to i don't want to go as far as i'm going to go here but whatever if the information is so clearly tampered with by the subject of the story that is where we really got to stop and say hey what value is actually being presented by the people who are giving us shit that we're going to find out three minutes later so there's a lot there yeah i think part of it though is or not part of it though i think basically in its entirety i i say all the time in life and on this show i wish the world was different but it's not no for sure um and so this is not going anywhere, right? With Twitter specifically, social media in general, but Twitter specifically, at least as it relates to this kind of stuff, um, there is an appetite for this, for all of this information. And so it is going to happen. Therefore, I think it is on the... And, and basically, there I don't know of much of, if any... If there is any, really, if there's any consequence to incomplete information or wrong information or report, quote unquote reports, I don't think there is really mm -mm. like nobody. If you're as big as the guy, you know, Shams and Chris and Mark Stein and et cetera, et cetera. If you're as big as those guys, Schefter Woj just got incredibly lucrative extensions. Right. With if you're as big ESPN. as those guys, there isn't a whole lot of consequence to being wrong. If you are not one of those guys and you are purporting yourself to be an insider and then you get things wrong, you will get made fun of on Twitter so much that you have to deactivate your account. But for yeah. those guys, I don't think there's much consequence to being wrong. There's consequence to being second, but there's not much consequence to being wrong. So I don't think this is going anywhere. And if those dudes all disappeared there would be the next five people that do this. Yeah, because it's it's clearly an because industry it, that there's a there's yes. a desire for the information. Yes. And because of that, I think it therefore, I wish the world was different, but it's not. I think it becomes incumbent upon us, those receiving the information, to be smarter about what it actually means and not just decide that anything that any of those people say is the gospel and it is one hundred percent correct i had a i had an interesting conversation and one of the parts of of woge's ex existence in particular that i find really interesting is how many people how many people are like like so the crux of the conversation was if woge's peers aren't going to call him out on some of the stuff that he does mm -hmm. and he out he he clearly seems to outrank his editors at ESPN, right? He has more power than his editors at ESPN. Absolutely. 
Of course, um, it's, it's a it's a he makes more money than them. He's yeah. the one that people want to. It's hear. like the stars. It's like the NBA star like and an, head coach like a, in the NBA. Yeah. Not even a star. It's like it's like in any sport. It's a player versus a coach, right? Like right. Yeah, the coach but, is replaceable. The player isn't. But like you know, to the point that you were making a second ago about how like there there is no holding them accountable. And I was just I was having this conversation with somebody, and and it. Uh, you know, and I've had this conversation with several people over the years who I think are in positions where if they called out the behavior often enough, we might start to see some change. But there's a almost a fear of of calling out that behavior because of what he, Woj could do to them professionally. You know, Correct. if we've seen Woj, Woj got uh, Ethan Strauss fired who and, and we've seen Strauss go on to have an incredibly successful like he's a really talented person didn't matter ESPN was just like all right Woj doesn't like you you're gone um Amin El Hassan same thing Mark Stein same thing that like that Woj has you know thrown his weight around and his path to power is very bloody with with his peers and so it, it and that's part of why I find all of this very interesting where like me calling me saying anything like this conversation that you and I are having right now is a drop in a bucket. Like it does not matter to to the Woges of the world. But if like if other people uh, who have more weight and and more social currency than I have in in this industry started calling it out, I do think that we would maybe start to see a change in the behavior. And you know, somebody like Mark Stein has started doing that stuff in his Substack. He has started to go. And the only the the two loudest voices who are doing this stuff are Ethan Strauss and it's Mark Stein. It's because those guys are independent. They are their own bosses. And 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 because they've been burned by this too. Yeah. And 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 but like I find it interesting that that the you know there are potential career ramifications to calling out again unethical journalism, unethical behavior in the journalism field. Uh, that's the kind of thing that other journalists usually would be holding to account. We saw it with the LA Times and Arash Markazi, where his 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 peers, his colleagues, eventually said, "Like, all right, man, enough is enough. This is the way that you're doing your job is wrong." And eventually, they they pushed him out. And and you know, I, I I'm waiting for some of that that blowback here on Woj and on Stein or not on Stein on on Haynes and on current on on Shams because. Like the way that they're doing this, it 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 leaves a lot to be desired, and it puts a lot of people in some really unfortunate spots. Like all the women that are, were working for the Boston Celtics during the 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 Yume Udoka news cycle, like you had all kinds of internet sleuths going there and finding basically any attractive woman and saying this was the woman who um, not even necessarily attractive just any woman who was open that's that too was like anybody anybody who was in a picture with you with udoka was was you know called into question here like in some mccarthyism bullshit and it's just like they crashed these these fucking inner you know what i'm gonna leave and the the whole reason on the internet people looking for this sort of thing to get jokes off on twitter crashed the celtics website yeah and and the whole reason that that took place by the way again is because a a story was broken before there was a, a sufficient amount to actually break the story. I have, a, I have a I have a I always say, and actually I think we did this in the Slack. You put yeah tinfoil hat on. 
After, you we talked about it after you did tinfoil hat to end our spaces on Tuesday. The days are all running together for me. <laughs> I have as a, happens and, in Vegas. Tinfoil hat Anthony, I have said, is my favorite Anthony. <laughs> uh, I have a theory on okay. why that went down the way that it did, and uh, I got to be careful here. All right, I'll put it this way: I suspect the reason why it the story broke the way that it did um because let's remember it was Woj and Shams like kind of going back and forth with a little bit more information over a couple days mm -hmm. i suspect let me put this the way i want to i suspect see you you were like you talked yourself into saying something you didn't necessarily want to go so far to say all right I suspect it came out that way because the Celtics wanted it to. That's uh, that was my theory too. Was was because that... they? I think they thought. I don't think Ime is going to coach again, probably anywhere. Yeah, and I don't think the Celtics wanted him gone. I don't. I that like the like racist Boston. Like we got to get this dude out of here. He's a black guy. We don't want him coaching our team. Like get him out of here. I did that. I don't buy. I think no. the Celtics won it. Like he just took, he did, he just took them to the NBA finals in his first yeah. year and appears to be a damn good coach. So I don't buy that. But once all of this was happening and they knew they were going to have to not have him around. I, I suspect they, the story got leaked the way it did because they wanted it to, because that would cause public pressure to build For him to resign. Yeah, so they don't have to pay him. And they don't have to pay him. Yeah. Yeah. That was that I think I tweeted that. I think that was like um and, and when I tweeted it, I got like three or four messages from people who who, you know, around the league, um, either people covering the team or covering the NBA, or then like, you know, a couple like league people were like, Yeah. Yeah, that press conference, the fact that they didn't even have Yudoka there to answer for any of the uh, any of the stuff, they didn't go into any detail on uh, whether it was consensual or whatever. And then on top of that, like they, they suspend this guy for a year and he won't be paid for the year that he won't, that he won't be coaching, you know? And, and I think they were hoping that he would be quote unquote decent enough to step aside, but yeah, because then they don't, then they don't, then there's no lawsuit. But if you, but if you're Yudoka and your coaching career is over, then you can't step aside. You have to get the rest of that money as, as you probably aren't going to be getting that kind of money ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Ugly. All right. Um, I want to wrap on some stuff from the Lakers. The, yeah. This, I guess, yes, is let's. on a Lakers uh, feed. Yes, let's. Um, I said something that I don't think is particularly controversial like sometimes okay. Harrison always laughs at me when this happens because I'll have I'll send out a thought or something like that and I'll be surprised at the way that people take the thought um but I I said during last night's game that mm -hmm. the Lakers I have thought have kind of sort of thoroughly outplayed all of their competition especially in the first half of last night like in all of the first halves um the Lakers, I thought, were the better team, and the score, I didn't think. Let's, I don't... let's put last night aside because, well, because even last night played. they were like they were up by like twelve points in the in the first yeah, half. I mean, they like, ended like, up they ended up down at halftime, but and yeah. nobody was. I don't think there's anything to take from it because nobody was playing. Uh, and that's and that's fine too. 
but, but like I agree, in, it's certainly in the first two games. In the first, in the first two games, in the first halves, when LeBron and when AD and when Patrick Beverly and when Russell Westbrook and 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 their main core have been out there, I thought the Lakers have looked like the better team in both of those two games. One was against the Sacramento Kings, which you would kind of hope for, and one was against Phoenix, who like for all of the shit that's going on with them, they won sixty five games last year. So like then and and. Um, I, I don't think Jay Crowder is enough to make them 40 wins worse. Uh, so I think, you know, what I basically said was, yeah, they've outplayed the teams that they're going up against, but the score doesn't always reflect that because they don't have the shooting to extend that eight or nine point lead into a 16 or 17 point lead that they aren't explosive enough to do that kind of a thing. And I think for the, for the most part, most people have kind of understood the message here. But I think the other side of the coin is like, yeah, but they're winning. Yeah, but they're winning. And it's the same thing that I feel like we just keep kind of hitting our heads up against where I say something can be good, but it doesn't. It, that doesn't mean it's as good as it could possibly be. Right. right? It's also the process versus results question. Yeah, it's, it's, and, and, I, I, and you know, I, I have been pleasantly surprised, very pleasantly surprised at how the Lakers have looked. Um, in the first halves of the first two preseason games. I think uh, Darvin Ham's system looks uh, to be an upgrade over Frank Vogel. I have been, I think the player who has frankly impressed me most of everybody has actually been Russell Westbrook. Um, I agree with you. Because of all of the noise that he's ignoring as he's being as professional as he's been on and off the court. I think that has been really impressive. LeBron scored 23 points in, in a half the last time we saw him. That's yeah. pretty good. Uh, I just think like we are seeing some boxes checked here. I just think it could be more impressive if they had the shooting to really take advantage of the advantages that they are creating. I think all of that is fair. I mean, look, this is a roster that seems like it is a Russ trade away from being balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, being very good, I think. I mean, depending on what would come back in trade, sure. Uh, but he you, has you been want me to say good. like it rhymes with mealed. Right. You can say whatever you want. I'm rhymes just going to sit here and, I'm just sit here and, and um, have unnamed cognac. You can, you can, <laughs> and tell you it's delicious. You can, you can do all, all of your Sesame street rhyming. You can do whatever you want. Uh, and you know what I want to talk about, let's talk about a rust trade or potential rust trade in, in a second later, but, um, Russ has been damn good. And I was particularly struck by, um, in what is today? Today is Friday. Yesterday was Thursday. So the Wednesday game, the first game in Vegas by the force and athleticism an actual pace that you know the guys that started when they started like the in the minutes that are actual real NBA players. Um, I was struck by how good the Lakers looked playing with pace, athletic, forceful, etc. And a lot of that was Russ, frankly. Um, does is this like some definitive statement that he's going to play in a way? more conducive to winning than he has before? No. Is it a, is it, 
Is it uh, a, a definitive statement that Darvin Ham has quote unquote gotten through to him and this is what it's going to be? No, but it is a in, it is a point of reference in favor of each of those things. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been, I too, the team frankly has looked better than I thought when the guys that are going to play have played. Yeah. I, I, and again, I, I, I know I repeat myself on, on this point in particular quite a bit, but when I say, or, or when you say something like the Lakers seem to be a rush trade away from having a very balanced and I think good roster, if, if the return would be healed and Turner, um, that's that's not even necessarily me saying like Russ has been bad as a player so far. No, I I actually think he's been their second or third best player to in 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 the in the times that we have seen him. You know, um, I thought AD was the best player on the court in the first game. I thought LeBron was the best player on the court in the second game, and I thought Russ was right there in that conversation for second and third in both of those games. And and I think with what the Lakers need though. And, you know, they clearly do need it. Like there was a bunch made last night of like, man, Lonnie Walker's back. He looks a little bigger. And it's like, yeah, it's because it's like counterparts in that rotation are all six one. Uh, (laughs) 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 So, so like I, I, (laughs) the Lakers need, what is it in the, like, uh, what is it? Is it like oh, in the in the land of the blind, the Cyclops is king or something? Right. right. <laughs> it always used to be, like it. It honestly reminds me of um, you know. So I grew up in in Orange County, and I went to a fairly big high school, and I was like the smallest guy on my on my high school teams and all of that. I'm like five ten. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not tiny. I'm not big by any stretch of the amount. Well, I, I guess I am big. Um, by by one stretch of the imagination now, but but like I don't like I don't like the conversation you're having with yourself, Anthony. What is your like, inner monologue happen, happening but, with your What is happening with your inner monologue? But like, so it was funny though. I would I would go to school and stuff, and I would be one of the shorter people at school, and then I would go to El Paso, and I'd be a giant. I would be <laughs> huge because all of my family back there is like five two, and and um, it feels pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah, oh, man, it was great. I played center. Like when I, I would go back there and I'd play and like in the family games in the in the driveway. You're the you're playing center. <laughs> fucking dunking Shaq. on this eight yeah. foot rim. I was Chack. Like it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I am Chack. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. <laughs> and so, but like I see, I see like Lonnie Walker walking up there. It's like, man, Lon, Lonnie looks huge. It's like, yeah, Patrick Beverly is like six nothing. You know, Russ is 6'3". He's a pretty big guard. Um, Kendrick Nunn is like 6'1", 6'2". Dennis Schroeder, when he gets back, is like 5'11". You know, so it's like, it's it's just like this really small group. And and when I say like Russ needs to be traded, it's because they have no alternative here. Kendrick Nunn doesn't make enough money to go out and fetch a player, let alone two, who would help balance out this rotation. Russ does make that amount of money. And, and I do think, like, if the Lakers were essentially looking at the first half of these preseason games as reason to or not to make a decision on trading Russ, I, I, think, I think I've seen enough to where I'd be willing to, to gamble on, on LeBron and AD plus role players getting me close to championship contention. 
Uh, that's that. I think that's kind of sort of the, the the point of these preseason games. And to this point, I've seen I've seen enough. All right, there's so much here. All right. Um, I think part of it is that the Lakers want to see. I think I think the Lakers don't want to trade both picks. I think if there was something that knocked the Lakers socks off, they would be willing to trade both picks. But I think part of it is I and I want to say I I don't remember. I think this I think I heard this on your show. I, of course, don't listen to any podcasts other than yeah, there, uh, there our, are other the shows? Silver Screen and Roll Network here. And I I want to say that this came from your show a couple months ago. Uh, you know what? It did. It was with, when you had uh, Dan on, Wiki on. Mm-hmm. And I know that this is part of the consideration. That the, the, like, the worst thing that could possibly happen here, the, the worst case scenario, is the Lakers trade both first round picks for whatever. I don't, it doesn't matter who the return is. So I'm going to leave that aside. I can't, I'm not going to talk about specific people anyway, but it doesn't matter what the return is. The worst case scenario is you trade the two picks, even, even like in a home run deal, you trade the two picks, you get whomever or whomever's back and LeBron and, and, or AD are injured. And then you've given up both picks and then you don't really have a chance anyway, because LeBron and or AD are hurt. So I think it is prudent to at least see some of the beginning of the season and see that those guys are physically holding up for some period of time. Um, I think that's part of it. I think the other part of it, I was in yesterday, in fact, um, in Vegas, went to see the Ignite and whatever they're calling that French team game. And... We have seen, we've we've seen on Twitter people. I can be careful. We've seen on Twitter people being so impressed with uh, guys playing in those in that game that we're thinking there's going to be generational tanking. Like there's going to be so many teams that are tanking because I, I will say Victor Webinyama was is very impressive. Scoot Henderson, who he's got, the best prospect I've seen since LeBron. Like he's incredible. You are not the only person. I not speak of him specifically, but you are not the only person that that feels that way. But because he is so impressive, and because um, even Scoot is very impressive, mm-hmm. and is probably going to be a high lottery pick, um, we have seen people assuming that there is going to be a lot of tanking in the NBA this season um, to have a chance at those guys at the top of the draft. If that is the case, and I do believe that that is going to be the case, if that is the case, then there are going to, it's going to be a supply and demand issue. There's going to be lots of teams that are wanting to get draft capital in exchange for win now type players. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot of teams that are not trying to win now. If that is the case, that reduces the price on these trades because there's more supply. Well, right. like the especially especially and and the sooner they can get rid of those win now players, the better because you can't afford a, a couple of extra right. wins in the beginning Correct. of the season. So if that is the case, that and that's a good that that strengthens the Lakers' uh, position, right? If there's more yeah. of those guys available and more teams wanting to get 
away from win now players and wanting to get draft capital that raises the value of said draft capital. So I think that is also prudent. It is also prudent for the Lakers not to just jump into something when it is very likely that the value of their assets is going to go up. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the one counter I'd make is that like their draft capital isn't for this upcoming year, right? Like, no, no, like, correct. Correct. But so. it is draft capital that you can get when that, because you don't, these teams are not going to want players back that are going to help them win. They are going to want draft, even though the draft capital is out. I, I think it, it makes expiring contracts more valuable than, than in usual years because it, those expiring contracts, like in Russ's case, right? Whoever lands Russ, because he only has the one year remaining on his contract, he can now be bought out. And you essentially just gave winning players away for nobody. You just you, you, you traded winning players away for nobody. And now the players who are going to be filling those minutes are not going to win you basketball games. And I have a better chance at, at, at uh, Wemby. Right. And, uh, and yeah, like to your point though, like this, this preseason as it has played out so far has, I think, strengthened the Lakers situation a little bit more, how much you just never really know in these things. Remember we thought for a while there that the Lakers had all the leverage in, in conversations with Brooklyn. It turned out that because Brooklyn wasn't having those conversations in good faith, that they had the leverage there because at the end of the day, all leverage was built on whether or not Kevin Durant would make a decision and stick with it, um, which is, you know, doesn't happen very often. Leverage is a fleeting thing. It is. And, I, and, and uh, you know, that's why I, I, I do think it kind of makes sense for both, in this case, Indiana and the Lakers, if those talks, as those talks, as, as I know it, have continued. I think it behooves both of the both parties here to just kind of say, all right, look, you need to get a trade done soon. We need to get a trade done soon. The Lakers need to get one done soon so that they can get Buddy and get Burn, uh, Turner into their system. And, Buddy and, and Burner. It's yeah, like a, Buddy. It's like a cop movie. Yeah. <laughs> do, 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 it's Buddy and Burner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but like if, it, you know, the Lakers need to get this done so that they could work out any wrinkles that would come from getting those guys... Um, in in their system, the the Pacers need, would need to get a deal done so that Turner and Heal don't go out and accidentally win them an extra basketball game here and there. Um, and the same can be frankly said about like what's going to be interesting. You have the teams that are obviously tanking, right? Utah, Indiana, San Antonio, Oklahoma City. You know, uh, Houston to a lesser extent. Uh, but what I'm going to find interesting, and where we're talking about the generational tanking, is like I think it, some of it was the, the conversation was kind of under overblown over the course of this week after we saw Wemby play, but what I do think we're going to see. I don't think so. No, 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 not about Wemby. No, about Wemby. You cannot I, overblow what the watched, what the hell we just saw I that guy that man do in person last, yeah. yesterday afternoon. He he okay. made Rudy Gobert look short. He went over yeah. and said hi to Rudy, and, he, and Rudy was looking up at him, and he can do point guard stuff. <laughs> what I told somebody. <laughs> I told somebody who was it. Oh, I uh, JP uh, John Pastore, one of the Lakers assistants. He was uh, asking me. We were talking about it uh, about Wimby, and I said, "Do you know what my main takeaway is? If a seven foot five dude hits me with a step back, I'm punching him in the throat." 
You can't be seven five and have a step back. Do you think Draymond was just fair. getting ready for matching up with Wemby when he when we like he's just like warming up, no, getting those muscles the, ready? That's the Stephen Adams. Uh, that's the Stephen Adams nut kick. Yeah, uh, that's what you got to do there. Oh, dude, that was that. You know what? We completely overblew the Draymond thing. That was just his natural shooting motion, right? Like <laughs> that wasn't a punch. He was just shooting a basketball. Um, Victor Wembanyama is incredibly impressive. Yeah, but what? I, but yeah, I, the 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 part of the tanking that I'm going to find interesting here, aside from the teams that we know going in are going to do everything they can to rack up losses, but the tanking that I'm going to find here interesting is like last year, we saw way more teams way deeper into the season think that they have a chance at doing something in the postseason, right? And I think this year we might see the opposite opposite of that where a lot more teams are going to be a lot more honest with themselves and say earlier in the year, all right, we're not as good as that top tier team in the NBA. And if we're not at the top here, it doesn't do us any good to be in the middle. So let's do whatever we can can to get to the bottom. What if you're the Kings and you can hang a banner for going to get into play? The Kings might actually make a playoff spot this year because they're going to be dumb enough to convince themselves you know what <laughs> Wemby might be fun but <laughs> you, you know we're gonna break our streak yeah 16 the longest now that the mariners made the playoffs yeah. it's the longest in north american sports of not making the playoffs um so that's it's 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 interesting right because the play-in and the flattening of the odds both either purposefully well the flattening of the odds purposefully the play-in tournament, maybe not purposefully, maybe it's an unintended consequence or an intended consequence, but both of those things should help against tanking, right? It's, they should, mm-hmm. but there's a seven foot five dude. Nature making, finds a way, man. Making step back <laughs> and crushing people off the bounce and hitting one-legged threes in the, on the baseline. Did you see that and, corner one that he hit? Yeah, yes. And, he caught a handoff, took two and steps. around. Yes. Oh, my I don't, God. I don't know, man. I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't know, man. I like, he, he's, he's. <laughs> and he's, he's 19. I don't think he's that old. I think he's 17. No he's, way. Uh, he might be 18, but he's not 19. He's, but, uh, he's. But yeah, uh, regardless, this dude is. Yeah, so uh, one of my one of my boys that played uh, in the day is, is retired now. Who's seven one? Texted me the picture, like the screenshot, because I was at the game. He texted me the screenshot of uh, of Vic standing next to Gobert, who did like some TV for uh, yeah. was that on ESPN? And, and Gobert's hey, tall. Gobert is like he's like seven so my, two. He's my like boy seven, is seven. Three. My boy is seven one and play. And Gobert is taller than him. And he was like. This fucking guy is three or four inches taller than Gobert. Yeah. He's a, he's a child. Eight foot wingspan. He's a child. Uh, he's 18. Unreal. All right. He's 18. And last I saw it, all the scouts said, uh, the you know, ESPN and whatever, all the draft guys and the scouts said a couple weeks ago that he was, he's seven four now, barefoot. Like he just measured seven yeah. foot four barefoot. And, and like, he, and he will be, I think he will be, seven five or seven six by the time he gets drafted barefoot and and the way that he moves like he doesn't move like Yao. he doesn't move like sean bradley he doesn't move like you know he he's light on his feet which is insane to say given that his feet are actual skis like it's (laughs) (laughs) i wonder what size shoe he wears he he wears like scuba 
fins. Like he would, like, are you for are you for scuba? <laughs> Damn you, scuba Steve. Are you for scuba? All right. Um. All right. This, I think... is, this is funny. I'm just looking because I, I wanted to see his birthday, so I pulled up his Wikipedia, and he is 18. Uh, he is a 2.2 meters tall power forward. He is considered one of the best European prospects of his generation. Just one of the best European prospects of his generation. Okay. European. I, I would say one of the best prospects ever is how I would write I that would, sentence. There you go. And we, brought, we brought it back to journalism. Ever. We brought it back to journalism. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of The Hook and this week's episodes here on the Silver Screen Roll Podcast Network. Thank you guys a ton for tuning in the way that you guys have. I am back. We are back. The Lakers are back. Um, and it's been fun to be back. Although, you know, my wife the other day was like, that was a short 20 weeks of, of paternity leave. <laughs> yeah, I agree, Jen. I agree. Um, How's little man doing, by the way? He's good. He's good. He's healthy. He's a grunter, which is, uh, which I find hilarious. He's like, okay, what's he doing? Squats or no, he's just like, he's just like, he sits there and he'll just go. Mm. Mm. He's just like, he sounds right. like me getting up from a chair. Just yeah, always. That's what somebody, uh, told me you know how you're getting old because the sounds you make standing up from a chair or sitting down in a chair start yeah. getting louder he's louder and louder and louder. and he's already there so so right. he has like a he has like a receding hairline i'm telling you man he looks like oh. a middle-aged accountant it's hilarious <laughs> um <laughs> that's funny yep all right uh we are going to be uh over the weekend we are going to be introducing a new co-host, Hani Amadian, is going to be doing a show with Jacob every Sunday. So they are the new Can You Dig It crew. Um, next week, I'm going to be working on a, another cool announcement having to do with post-game coverage that Ooh. you guys are going to be excited about. Um, and that will carry us on will into this, the season. Will this, will this include me? No, probably. Probably? Not. I mean, you can't help yourself. You're you're gonna you're gonna be I can't, involved. I can't. But do we do we do we really think post game <laughs> is the best is the time to get the the best version of Aaron? I mean, look, I I can't tell road you games. What to do. Road games, road games. Yes, home games. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, Aaron is in no condition. So uh, I, I wasn't like in. Announcement. I mean, in, I wasn't in any condition last year after after any of the games because of how depressing last season was, and I still was able to occasionally hop on here and not sound like I was drinking whiskey for the last three hours. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get out of here before we go. We'll talk to you guys next week. 